I just, I'm just so lucky to work with these amazing people. And I tell them all the time, I'm just like, and they just keep improving and it blows my mind. Spring fling, check. Fall frenzy, check. Zombie week, check. Agent, check. Author, check. You get the idea. When you go to Caitlin Sanchez's website, it says math is everywhere. But I think Caitlin is everywhere might be a little more accurate. Welcome to Make Contribute a Verse, a set of conversations with creators we value. I'm Brenna Jennerette, children's lit author, mother, rock climber, and outdoor enthusiast, and co-host of You Make Contribute a Verse. My co-host, Josh Munkin, is a children's lit author, father, science communicator, and podcaster. Our guest today is Caitlin Sanchez. Even if you're new to the kidlit world, chances are you've heard her name in connection to a contest she's heading up, an interview she did for her blog, or her excitement about her clients known as Team Sanchez. Today, we talk about Caitlin's motivation, how she got into agenting, and why Caitlin says Jennifer March Soloway is a legend in her family. Here's Caitlin's verse. Back in. Okay. We're, we're going we're gonna to pull back the curtain and find that it's all desperation and late nights, right? And post-it notes everywhere. And post-it notes. <laughs> uh, I do not like post-it notes, but that's because I'm kind of germaphobic. Kind of. I'm mm. totally germaphobic. I... Um, <laughs> I don't, know if yourself. We, I don't know if we want to dive into that, but yeah, so I'm like not a post-it note person. Um, I am a total, like everything has to be digital. Like I actually, they just sent us new COVID updates at our school and they're like, we put them in your box. And I was like, can you email me? Like, and I literally emailed them the other day to ask questions. I was like, so I totally lost the paper you sent me. Is this supposed to be the, you know, procedure? Because it's not in my email and I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can't just do a search for like exactly. a piece of paper. You can't, you cannot find things that way. Now, someday, someday they might, someday they might have a thing where you could do that, like home search for this paper, but they don't right? have it. So <laughs> Google, find my, find my homework. Find my All key. Right, st- stop the recording, we'll quit our jobs. We're coming up with internet of things, uh, like chip enabled <laughs> post-it notes. There you, go. There you, go. you heard it here first. <laughs> I legit thought we were like stopping the recording too. I was like, oh, wait, what? what did I do? Did I do something wrong? <laughs> reset, reset. I was like, good. oh my gosh, yeah, right. what did I say that was so bad that we had to stop? <laughs> <laughs> well, Caitlin, we are so pleased to have you here. This is great. Thank you so much because I know you're super busy. We really appreciate you making the time to sit down with us. Of course. After you guys talked about me being a clone, my husband loved it so much. He was like, you have to talk to them. I was like, okay. <laughs> He wishes, yeah. right? I know, right? right? That was going to be my opening question, actually, because I, yeah, I made the joke about the clone because I love that movie, Multiplicity, and I was like, that has to be it. It all ties together. She's really into math. And I went to, you know, I was doing my diligence and like looking on your website and like reminding myself of your most recent blogs and stuff. But I went on there, and the first thing you see is, Math is everywhere, right? It's not It's not necessarily books. It's not necessarily, you know, agenting. It's math is like front and center. So I would love to hear more about the importance of math, like in your life. Well, and that's what's so funny is like, I've talked to a lot of, especially like agents and publishers about it. And like a lot of people that get into publishing don't realize how much math is involved, especially on the editor side, because the sales pitch is such a huge thing. That's why they often want comps. So it's nice to get a comp for a book because it kind of gives you an idea of what the feel would be. But also editors use it in their sales pitch meetings to say, hey, we should buy this book because this book is similar to this book. And look at these awesome sales, you know. And so there's a lot of numbers and like there's tons of numbers involved with sales, especially, you know, the units that are sold, how much money you make off of it and different things like that. So there's a huge thing about it. Um, but interestingly, in my blog, I've kind of gone away. I used to like connect everything to math, and now I'm just like, let's talk about books. So <laughs> I get really excited when a book actually has math in it, so that I can like, you know, do that. I actually just emailed someone today that they just shared an announcement, and I was like, I don't have any openings for 2022, but and I know yours comes out in 2022, but I can get you on the list for 2023 because it has math, and I'm excited. <laughs> I- I'm interested in this comps thing because I mean, as as pre-published authors, we don't we don't get that far in our thinking. We query and we add comps because we feel, or at least what we talk about, is it helps add flavor to the query letter and gives you a sense for what to expect. And I know that probably a lot of a lot of agents and editors are reading picture book manuscripts first before they're going to the 
the query letter, or at least you know a sizable number of them. But it's in, it's interesting to hear that comps are at least partially for the sales process down the line. Yeah, yeah. I was, that was one of the big things that I learned first. One of my the first like conferences. It wasn't even a comp. It wasn't even like a full conference. It was just like a day. It was called Picture Book Boot Camp, and Ariel Richardson from Chronicle Books. Um, came and that was one of the big things that she told us about that like I had like literally just started in this industry and was like that was like totally fascinating to me and I still remember her like she was just the coolest person up there and I still want to get a book with her it's going to happen someday um, we do have one coming out Chronicle that we haven't been able to announce yet but um, and we got really close with her on one too so it'll happen someday but she's a fellow redhead and she's so smart and so passionate yes and I totally went yes. off on a tangent but <laughs> She's the one who taught me how important comps are for the actual like selling of the book. Are you? Would you say that you're comps for each other as fellow redheads? <laughs> yes, she's way cooler than I am. I'm not nice. gonna lie. She's she's way cooler than I am. But I will strive to be like her. <laughs> so, do you have? Is it a book that you have coming out with Chronicle with a client or a book of your own? Oh, that would be nice to have a book of my own someday. I'm 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 like. I push that off into the like rivery as much as I can and focus on my clients. Like I have, you know, like I have something on submission. I have something that I'm working on, but like I'm, and I love writing. Don't get me wrong, but I love agenting so much. And I get so excited when my clients send me a book that I'm like, Hey, oh, mine's just gonna, I'll come back to that <laughs> some other time, you know? So I just, I'm just so lucky to work with these amazing people. And I tell them all the time, I'm just like, and they just keep improving and it blows my mind. You know, when we first started out, you know, we got, I, th I think almost every book, most, I think there was one book that we sold without an R&R &R, and that was Mushroom Rain. And I think pretty much everything else at first was an R&R. &R, we were so excited about that because we were all new. We we're trying to figure this out. I'm like, yes. And so we're getting to the point where we're still doing R&Rs, but like we're getting to the point where people are just like, I want this book. Like, I'm like, we're like improving. <laughs> like we're getting even better. Don't get me wrong. R&Rs are amazing too. We love those too. But it just kind of, to me, shows us, shows me the progress. And when my clients are sending me stuff and they're improving, I'm like, man, I fell in love with you before. Now, I mean, can I fall in love with you more? You know? Kind of <laughs> so I just get really focused on them. And I love, I love making submission lists. That's why I, one of the reasons I became an agent is I love connecting people. So I love thinking about you know, this person. And I have a few editors that like keep saying like, oh, send me that person's stuff again because I I can't bring this one on for, you know, whatever reason. And sometimes it's, you know, it doesn't fit the imprint or it's not quite, you know, commercial enough or it's not quite literary enough for the imprint or whatever little, or it's like, oh, we have too many books with animals right now. So sorry, I can't bring that one on. Or trees. Trees is another one that right now they're like, we got a lot of those. Um, <laughs> And so but they're like, keep sending me that person stuff or keep sending me other stuff because I really want to have a book with you. And I'm like, same, let's do it, you know, because they just see the beautiful writing that these awesome people that I represent have. And they're like, I, I know you have some good stuff. We'll find something together. And that just blows my mind and makes me so excited. I don't remember what I was talking about again. I keep going off on tangents. I'm so sorry. It's Friday. Uh, you know what? This is, this is freeform <laughs> jazz right here. Um, I, I'm curious. I mean, my, my follow-up question is, uh, is is the the improvement a matter of learning how to work with you better, or learning how to focus their manuscripts for the editors, or do they work for work with each other? Probably a little bit of all of them. I mean, they're writing. I mean, just like everyone on your writing journey, you know, just writing more, you get better at it. Reading more, you get better at it. So like some of the clients that are sending me um, stuff, like I, I notice once once they do have a book deal. So a lot of people think, oh, once you have a book deal, like you're going to have a whole bunch of book deals, et cetera. Like there is some truth to that in some regards. So we do have clients where, you know, we've sold one book and we're still striving all the time to sell that second book. And it's not because they're not amazing writers. We just haven't found the right fit yet or the right next story yet, you know, things like that. But writers who have worked with editors because the editors there, there's almost always edits there's a few exceptions there's almost always edits and so they're working with an editor on these edits not just with me or not just with critique partners and they're work and then they're working on um 
the copy edits eventually too, just, you know, like little tiny tweaks and they're seeing how the book comes to be and how they're laying it out and how the art is coming with it. And it, I honestly just think it's that experience gives them a little bit more as well. But also, like I said, the big thing is just, they just keep writing and they keep reading and they're working with their critique groups and they're, they're working with me, but me just seeing all of it too, like helps me become a better writer too. And helps me see like what work is going to sell. And, and there's also with that, the caveat of what work is going to sell. Sometimes we think like I have, we have books on our list that we totally thought were going to sell right off the bat. They were going to go to auction, all that jazz. Speaking of jazz there. Um, and, they went, <laughs> and they haven't sold yet. And we sold something else because they kept creating and I kept sending it out, you know? Mm. And so we, like some of my authors are like, oh man, this is like the fourth book that we sent out, or this is the sixth book that we sent out or whatever. And we're like, yes. And we're going to also sell those other books. And we're going to keep trying to sell those other books because we love those other books, but we're so glad that you are started now. Yeah, right. You have to start somewhere and get your yeah. foot in the door and sort of figure out what what that book looks like, you know, because it's a combination of what you're saying. Like, it's not only just your voice, but then your agent, you know, signs off on it. So it's a little bit of them. It's a little bit of the editor. And like, what does that look like coming out? And I think once you have one of those out in the world, then you sort of know what to strive for in the future. Like, OK, this is this is my voice, but I know my agent, you know, likes things this way or, or he might, you know, whatever make these tweaks, the editor saying like, maybe we'll, you know, the system will get more streamlined. I just got the chills. That was such a beautiful way to put it was if it's like part of different people, you know, like I, I feel like we think of that for the artist and the illustrator, cause it really is, you know, two of them together. That's a beautiful way to put it. I feel like editors don't get enough credit for what they do too, you know, because they like need to have their names on the book too, because man, do they do so much to make this book happen. And I just, I feel like they deserve more credit. Anyway, I could go on about that for a while. So I'm not. Um, yeah, I mean, the cynical view is that you are a gatekeeper, the better or more constructive or healthier, mentally healthier view is that you're, uh, you're an approver. I mean, you're given part of your heart to a book, just like an author an editor would. I would Same love to give that credit, but I, you know, I mean, I, I do help. I, I really push my clients and I, and I love that they, are okay with it because I push them really, really hard sometimes. I'm one of those people that I'm like, yes, this is awesome. This is ready to go. Oh, wait, no, now I have these notes. <laughs> Don't worry, just we'll get it out next week. Oh, but also these notes. I changed you know? my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's always, but they're always, and that's what I love about them. And I get to brag about them like that to editors. Like they are so good at taking notes. And, you know, I brought on one of my clients and I was like working on edits and I totally forgot to tell him because I did, um, line edits and I wanted to bring this client on and I was like you know I want you to you know check over these edits and you know if you can improve them enough then I'm definitely gonna bring you on I really love these ideas and then the author just like accepted my changes and I was like wait hold on I did not explain this I gave you some thoughts but I still need this in your voice not my voice and they were like oh yes okay and so then they you know took my ideas that I you know like in these certain spots and then made not just those things, but the rest of the story follow better. And I was like, okay, yes, you can definitely be my client because you understand your voice where things that you can push back on, things that you definitely, you know, know that need to be improved and you're going to improve them. But that's one of the biggest things is like, it's hard to kind of explain that to people that haven't been in the industry for a while. But once you're in it for a while, you like start getting this voice where you know, okay, what this person said, they're just not seeing my vision. You know, mm -hmm. what this person yeah. said, okay, that's definitely something I need to work on. And that happens with me too. And I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, I'm like, definitely like be kind about it, but you can definitely push back on certain things. Cause there are certain things that, that I didn't realize needed to be there because of this other part, you know, and then once you fix that part, then that part is perfectly fine how it is. And so I'm very, very proud of my clients for doing that as well as when I give them a note, they don't just focus on that. They focus on the entire story and make the entire story really develop from that edit. Yeah. And it's, I know that I know recently too, like you have changed literary agencies, but I know also that your whole client list came with you. And oh, yeah. I feel like that is partly why, you know, like that, you know, they could, 
I, I mean, as a as a pre-published writer myself, I you know I would follow my agent anywhere because I feel like, oh my gosh, I made it in, right? I've got this agent, like <laughs> I'm gonna go anywhere he goes. But I mean, ultimately, like you do have the choice, and you don't have to switch, you know, to those yep. agencies. You can say no, you can whatever. But I feel like, you know, it's a true testament to what you're saying, like that like, you found those perfect clients, and they are so you know happy to work with you and get those notes and go back and forth to find like that happy medium to, you know, figure out where this new book can land, you know, somewhere between yep. your brilliance and theirs. And it's, you know, and then it can go out into the world. And so that's why, that's why they followed you, you know, like, you give me too much incredible. credit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere between their brilliance and my little embellishments. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I was really happy. Yeah. Cause we, we, I forgot where I saw it, but there was, you know, another agent that like, instead of, you know, saying my clients, which was always something that like, I was never going to get used to. Um, they called it, you know, like team and then whatever the last name is like, okay, I could get on board with team Sanchez. So yeah, I mean, they're team Sanchez and they have just been so wonderful and supportive and, you know, with, the agency moves you know we just had to find our right spot just like you have to find yeah. the right agent sometimes like i had an agent first and she ended up leaving the industry and i you know found a home with you know my current agent whom i love you know so it's one of those things where it's just, you have to find the right fit you know and i talk to people all the time like this is my i think like fifth school and i finally found like my teaching home you know yeah so there's nothing wrong remember, with the rest of them. Right. Exactly. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the rest of them. It just wasn't for me. And I didn't even realize I wanted to be in middle school. I trained in both middle school and high school and thought that I was like totally this high school person. And then I ended up randomly in a middle school and loved it, you know? So it's one of those things where you don't you don't necessarily know until you try, you know? And so and just context is like my absolute dream agency because they are so innovative and so collaborative and so mm -hmm. open you know we have a lot of discussions we have a weekly meeting which is something that i totally need like i need that support i need that you know way to bounce ideas off of each other um mm -hmm. and like they're so innovative like we just brought on a brand manager and like no one hardly any agencies have that the idea is to you know like help authors know what to do so you when you have a book you know they do a marketing meeting they do a marketing plan like here's what to do and so you know our brand manager kind of like helps helps our clients you know take that and then take it further or understand that even better or figure out what's the best avenue for them as well as she's doing monthly video meetings where you know like zoom meetings and they're recording them so they can see you know like and the first one was about like what is your brand you know because some people are scared of that word and they think oh once i have once i write funny i can only write funny and that's my brand and that's mm -hmm. not what a brand is you know the brand is who you are and who you want out there you know so she kind of went through different things like that with them and then we have all these other every month is going to be a different thing about marketing and social media and different things like that so it's just another way to support our clients. And I just love that our agency president, you know, is like, this is something we should do. <laughs> yeah. What? So, okay. So this is, this is kind of a segue since you brought up brand. Um, I, I'm, I guess, tra transparent in the fact that, I mean, I'm pre-agented, pre-published and relatively early in my journey um, to Kidlet in that I've got a year plus maybe a year and a half under my belt writing and really, really trying at this. And yeah. I think you, you were probably one of the first higher high-ish profile agents that I came across. I am curious. Profile. You're, I mean, in my book, you're a high profile, Caitlin, yeah. but I'm, I'm, curious. Yeah. I'm curious if you have a, a very, a, an intentional brand, an intentional agent brand. I've never mm -hmm. seen you open to queries. You participate in a lot of like above the slush pile giveaways and contests mm -hmm. like spring, spring fling and, and all that. Is that, is that intentional curation on your part? No. <laughs> oh, I put I my intention behind it. <laughs> I am a, I am, I'm totally one of those people. Here's a good example. I'm an analogy person. When I'm not a makeup person, the rest of you that are listening can't see, but they can. I don't wear makeup. I barely, I think I had like maybe three years of my life that I even like did makeup. Like anyway. So when I, for my wedding, my sister was like, oh, let's go to the mall and have one of those, you know, 
people do your makeup. And I was like, sweet. Oh, so literally, awesome. she starts doing my makeup. She does like the foundation. And then she turns me around. She's like, what do you think? And I just stared at my sister with like this like horrified face. She's like, Caitlin, that's just the foundation. It will get better, I promise. And I was like, okay. And it looked phenomenal. But like, if I couldn't see it, I like, I, I don't do makeup. So I didn't know what was coming. And so I, when, she, when she gave me this unfinished product, I was like, I don't, I don't understand why you're asking me. Cause it's not there. So that's kind of, kind of how I am with life. You know, like, I'm like, okay, like, let's try this. And like, let's try that. And let's see how it goes. Yay. You know, so <laughs> Um, you know, I do it with my students all the time too. You know, I'm like, okay, here's the lesson plan. Let's start off. Oh, cool. You have no idea what's happening. Let's stop, rewind and try again, you know? And so anything that I kind of do for agency, I'm like, this is what I think I'm going to do and I'm going to try it. Let's see if it works. And so, um, luckily stuff has worked so far <laughs> and, um, hopefully it will continue to do so. So I, and it, ironically, like I don't have a vision for makeup, but I have amazing vision when it comes to books like I can see things like as if I could be an illustrator but I'm not if I could draw that'd be amazing because most of the stories that I write like that's literally the the feedback is I can't see a vision for this <laughs> like I can see the picture so beautiful in my head if I could just take them out of my head and put them on paper it'd be great so I can do that with books with like my clients like I have that imagination but when it comes to makeup that's just not your your manuscript just needs a little rouge. Just put, just brush a little just brush a little math on there and you'll be nice. good. I say I love that attitude because I feel like so often in writing, you know, you you get to a point where you're taking it like super seriously and you're not willing to take those risks because you know, you have found your so-called, you know, voice, or you've been working on your style, and you found something that works, and you keep sort of writing the same sort of thing, and putting it out there, and putting it out there, and putting it out there. But if you don't take the risk, then you'll never know, right? Like, you'll never, you'll never find, like, that new exciting thing. And Josh and I actually talk a lot about this, because that is how we sort of came together and formed this podcast, is because we were both sort of, you know, out in the world, like open to you know to doing stuff or just to like showing yeah. up and being there and you know like saying yes basically let's so let's like, freeform jazz it yeah <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> and so i mean that goes that's like right in line with what you're saying like i i love that like i rarely have a plan when i sit down to write a draft i i have like a vague idea and i start to write and then i'm like i don't know where this is gonna go like it could get really weird so yeah i'm yeah, that's totally right. That's why I've read 18, 18 versions of your <laughs> that one. <laughs> right, I I do revise well, trailblazing. a lot. Yeah. I revise yeah. a lot. Yeah, but I also I also write a lot of drafts. So yeah. <laughs> well, and and like that just reminds me of my friend and mentor Jocelyn Rish, who said that you know like she, her first book and her second book that's subsequent to it is a nonfiction picture book. And she didn't think that that's what she was going to write. She just had an idea and wanted to pursue it. And lo and behold, it's her first book, you know, and yes. she's been doing a lot of other things for so long. So it's, it is, it's really awesome to see that that can work, you know? Yeah. Right. It, it feels really like satisfying and rewarding when you start with no plan and you end up with something that's like feasible. You're like, Oh, I did this. Like my brain, my brain did this. All right. Awesome. You've now incentivized me to play it fast and loose. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, this went the wrong direction. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's things that, you know, we like to plan and other things that just happen, you know, like when I started agenting, you know, I didn't know that you could call editors and like, or, ha or like set up a call with them and meet them. And I don't remember how that I accidentally stumbled upon that. I think I had queried something to someone and then I was like, Hey, like, I, like, would you want to like talk a little bit more about, you know, this, like what would work with you? Cause it was like close or something. And then like, yeah, let's set up a phone call. It's like, you know, just, Hey, can I have phone calls with editors? Definitely. You know? So then I was like, I'm, I'm good now. Like I'm on the prowl. Like, so right. I, like I, call I, everybody. Yeah, exactly. So I got to, you know, have meetings with different editors. And I think the thing that blew my mind the most was they're just, you know, like Josh said, 
agents can be seen as like these scary gatekeepers and then mm. you meet cool ones like jennifer march soloway who is like a hero in my family which i can go on to that talk in just a little bit after i finish this thought um and you realize oh they're just these amazing people that want to help get beautiful books in the world editors are the same way like when you're writing you kind of think editors are like these very far distant people that are you know just like saying no to things all the time you know and then you meet them and you're just like oh my gosh you love books as much as i do and you want to get these beautiful things in the world that inspire people and do awesome stuff and i want to help help you make that happen too you know so it's just phenomenal you know um off to the, my segue um so when i went to the i want to say it's i forgot what it's called writing san francisco a workshop that's about writing in san francisco um <laughs> i'll have to look it up later so we'll edit it in yeah. there we go um so i went to that uh and early on it was after the picture book boot camp but it was only it was the first like full conference that i had gone to full day conference with you know like different breakout sessions and all kinds of stuff and um jennifer march solway who's here in california obviously it was nice and wonderful for her to be there in San Francisco. And um, I had already, you know, loved her on social media and um, had her on my list of like, you know, agents that I would love to um, talk to and everything. And I, when I was at the conference, you know, like I met her in the bathroom and we talked, like you're not supposed to like, you know, like they literally say in a lot of conferences, like don't try to pitch them in the bathroom, things like that. Like, Oh my I, gosh. I just like met her that we just had a conversation in the bathroom. So I hope you guys all like understand that it was just a conversation in the bathroom. I pitch her in the bathroom or anything. While you were applying makeup, right? <laughs> yeah, right. We were both literally just in, we, you know, we're like leaving for the bathroom, like just talking about our family. She's a great person. As we're leaving the conference, and I say we, it was just me, but my dad insisted on driving me to San Francisco and he would not take no for an answer because we're from a small town. You know, I, it was really sweet. Yeah. My husband still giggles at me for it, but you know, he was like, yeah, go dad. Anyway, um, (laughs) he literally sat out in the car all day and then like came in. Oh my gosh. So, so as we're leaving, so I hop in my dad's car, we're leaving and the, uh, this wonderful blind writer comes out and she, she's trying to come through and she just needs help trying to find her car. So Jennifer March saw me and was like, oh, I'll help you. And like, my dad and I were just like, she's our hero. <laughs> so anyway, that's my anecdote about the wonderful Jennifer March Soloway. That's why she is one of my heroes. Yeah. And I mean, that's a, that's a good allegory for who she tries to be on social media, helping other folks out too. Always. She's just an amazing person. All right. Well, now we've name dropped her. So Sorry. we'll expect to be booking a conversation. <laughs> And Ariel Richardson, too. Yes. All right, we got to name drop Joyce, right? You've already talked about her. She literally, like, this is what happened. So before we name drop Joyce, we have to name drop Mindy. Mindy Al's Weiss. Hopefully I said it right. Mindy, you can Right, right. Um, Because, you know, we had connected with PB Party. And, you know, I was one of the finalists in 2019, which was such a boost to my writing you know career like okay i can actually do this maybe kind of a thing you know mm-hmm. um and so when my um when my agent let let me know that she was leaving the industry i was like okay i need to you know find out who has you know good connections that can kind of help me find you know a good fit and so i think i had like messaged mindy and was just like asking her something and she was like hey you should query joyce she's new just like you are agenting and she is amazing and she's gonna you know be really awesome i think she like mindy was i don't know if i'm supposed to share this she was her first client though um and Uh you know it was like she you know she's she i think you guys would fit really well and so i was like okay i'll send something to her i sent her something and literally within i don't even know how long but it wasn't very long she sent back literally OMG, I love this. And I was like, okay, you're my person. That's exactly how I love this. I love she was new. That was her form response at the time. Yeah, right, right. I was going to say that's so rad because what I know of Joyce, sweetie, like you do not, that that's not how I would assume that she would respond no, to an email. Very, yeah, she, she's very good at this industry. She's 
very well put together, but yeah. she loved it so much that she just had to like literally say what came to I her mind. I was like, this is my person. This is how yeah. I just, I love that so much. Yeah, because she's, I mean, she's very, she's very, like, professional, you know? She's yeah. very put together, and she obviously knows what she's doing. Like, it, so it is also very surprising to hear that just in 2019, she was new. Like, she, I mean, she also is, like, everywhere, like, representing everybody, you know, making sales constantly. Like, I know all about Joyce Sweeney, and I've never, like, looked her up. I've never, like, you know, done, like, a deep dive on Joyce Sweeney. Like, I know all this information, and she just... Yeah, she's another like superstar. I love that she wrote back. OMG. <laughs> she is, yeah, and she and I can't. I'm assuming that I can't even remember because like we both have groups for our clients. We both have Facebook groups for our clients, and we like you know have like group Zoom meetings and things like that. And someone's mm -hmm. like, "Did you start that or Joy start that?" I was like, "You know, I bet it was Mindy that started that." <laughs> and <then we> both <laughs> took it from her. You know, Mindy was like, "We should do this." We're like, "Good idea," you know. So Mindy is like such a, such the brains behind things, you know, and always, you know, she's always doing innovative, you know, different things on Twitter that have to do with PB party, you know, and she's just always thinking of ways to improve people's lives and help people. And that's why like Joyce actually said this really well. Cause I was like, I was like, Joyce, it's so funny how similar we are and how similar Mindy and I are, but yet we're all different in different ways. She's like, yeah, as an agent, like you're, finding people that connect in different ways to your personality. So like literally it's like different pieces of me as my group. And I was like, oh, that's mm. such a, see how brilliant she is. I was like, that's such a brilliant way of thinking of it. Like <laughs> our client, like I have a lot of clients that we all have things that we connect on. They're definitely all different from each other. And we have a very diverse list, but you know, there's something about each one of them that like we just connect on because you need to connect with each other. And I don't know, it just blew my mind that she came up with that. So. That's an extra insight into her beautiful, wonderful, magical brain. <laughs> and Mindy, I mean, just to circle back around real quick, she mm -hmm. is like so authentically enthusiastic for mm -hmm. everybody. Like yep. she is always like shouting people out, giving out tips, you know, doing critiques, yep. like rallying the troops. She just, she, I mean, she's just a true like kidlit cheerleader for yeah. any good news. Anyone's, you know, she's willing to help out, which... I mean, she's a bright spot in the community for sure. Uh huh. That's for yeah. sure. Well, there's a there's a question. I mean, this has been the through line here. There's a, a cynical question in here around, you know, why why are you like this? Why are we all like this? Why are we giving back? Um, and and I think it amounts to just like we said about Mindy, enthusiasm, and about all of us, enthusiasm for the craft. And the fact, you know, that we don't treat this like a zero sum game where exclusion of others is going to make us more successful. Mm -hmm. The more successful we all are together, the better off we all are. I know. I want to find the person that made that the focus of Kidlet and just give them a right. hug because you know, someone right. had to start of that because there is a natural like we have an innate way of like having competition, right? Like that, that's just like mm -hmm. natural. So it, it's just like, I want to find that person, like the person that started societies and was like, we're not going to kill people kind of a thing, you know, and same thing for the kid that community. Like, I want to know who said like, this is not a zero sum. This is, we should support each other and lift each other up because the way that we would be, you know, in this industry right now would be totally different if there wasn't that person that said, hey, we should lift each other up because the more we support each other, the more we're helping each other as opposed to let me push you down because then I'm going to raise up, you know? Cause and I don't, don't you feel, don't you feel like too, there would be less children's books in the world? Like there would be less like happy kids books out there because like if I was constantly getting swooshed down like that and I got nobody behind me, nobody who was like, I get what you're trying to say. I think this is hilarious. Like put that out into the world. I, I would probably crawl into a hole and stop writing, you know, like uh, the majority of people would. And on your end, too, as an agent, as an editor, it is probably exhausting and soul crushing to have to constantly say no and to constantly turn people down, even when it's, you know, it's great writing and you you see, you know, you see it out there somewhere and you still have to pass. Like, it's exhausting. So I feel like the enthusiasm comes from wanting something different. Like, you cannot wallow in that or you will you will die because it's just it's rough. So if you don't get excited 
I mean, what is there, right? Like, I don't know. That's that's why that's where I'm coming from, I guess. Like, I'm like, yes, we have to be excited because otherwise, it's just too sad. As an agent, you know, you get so at so as an author, you know, you get rejections or you get R and Rs or you get you know offers, and they're just yours, you know. And so with agenting, you have a lot of those happening so you get a ton of extra no's (laughs) but you also get a few more yeses you know so there's there's kind of a balance there you know some weeks it's like you know i remember the first october we had i was like oh maybe it was november i can't remember something in the fall where i was like this is not our month where it's just like you know pass after pass after pass no i don't call them rejections rejection is a harsh mean word and pass is not a harsh mean word because pass means it wasn't the right fit for them. You still have this beautiful piece of work, but it's not for that person, you know? So this, you know, it was like pass after pass after pass, like this is not our month, you know? And then another month it was like, and another offer and another offer and another offer, you know? And it's it's a balance because, you know, you have one client who you might be getting a whole bunch of offers for and another client where, you know, we're constantly working to, you know, get that offer to happen but there's you know the when it comes to yourself you want to use your critique partners as that support because if you can celebrate with them then you have a lot more yeses and then if they're taking some of the burden of your nose then you have less of that no you know so that's why i think critique groups are so important i have a check-in buddy i forgot where i learned about it from but it might've been Julie Headland's 12 by 12 or something. Um, and so Jill is my check-in buddy. And so we don't critique each other's stuff ever. And all we do is every, not all we do, what we do, we're writing, we talk about things that are happening in our lives, but it's just really nice to have a person to be able to just talk about, you know, your successes, talk about your frustrations and not have them critiquing your work also. So it's great with your critique groups too, because they understand you really well. But this check-in person to me is so important because it's like, we're ne- we're never critical of each other. We're only supportive of each other. We're only understanding of each other. Not that critique partners, their, their critiques are harmful in any way. Because believe me, my critique groups and I support each other a ton too. But I really just like having that one person that's not just my husband, that's not just my mom and dad and my child, because yes, I talked to her about it too. Don't judge me, she'll get it someday. Um, and, <laughs> you know, but someone that like gets the writing thing, gets the frustrations, gets to share in the successes, but has never once had to say something that they might not have wanted to say about my writing, <laughs> you know? But they needed to, because it needed to improve, you know? Totally. So, yeah. I don't remember how I got off on that tangent, but thank you, Jill. So <laughs> the advice here is find someone on whom you can foist your emotional baggage as you struggle towards getting published. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A, oh, a yeah. mutual, a mutual yeah, baggage carrying exercise. That's what they called it in the yeah. place where I learned about it, which like, I think I said might've been it. Julie Headland's like 12 by 12 Christmas, 12 days of Christmas. I've never been in 12 by 12. The year that I could like afford 12 by 12, I'd saved up for it. My brakes went out. So that's where the money went. <laughs> that is such a bummer. And actually it makes me, it makes me think, and you also, I'm just thinking about, you know, your life in general. I mean, you're a full-time teacher, full-time agent. Also you write. Also, I mean, don't forget you have a family. Like there's that whole, there's that whole thing. Like I, I mean, I will speak for the Kidlet community very confidently saying we are all so impressed with how much you give back to the community and how often you're just, you know, how, like how you show up and how you're always, you know, like supporting people and, you know, spearheading things. And you write this blog, like you, you manage to do a little bit of everything and we feel, you know, that presence in the community and we're all just, you and I appreciate that people are, you you know, understanding that I don't always get to do as much as I want or as much as I, you know, did in the beginning with the contests I got to, you know, like comment on everyone's the first couple of years. And now I'm kind of like, okay, I, I have to find my balance, you know, and my husband really, really helped me with that. In fact, when I decided to become an agent, it was, I vividly remember the day I sent, um, Anna Allswinger, my, um, query to become, uh, intern for her. 
and it was um, which holiday was it? Must have been Veterans Day. That's the one that's in fall. I think. Or is it like Memorial Day? Mm. Yeah. I think Veterans Day. Day. Veterans Day. Day. Hey, see, there we go. Okay, good. Alliteration. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Day. <laughs> okay, so we but we were visiting my uh, my grandpa's grave for because he was um, a Air Force in the Air Force in World War II. And so that's when we go and visit him is either on Memorial Day or Veterans Day or both if we can. So we were driving out there and I told my husband, I was like, hey, she actually wants me to be an intern. Like, I really want to do this. But I was like, okay, but you need to find a balance. At that point, I was in nine critique groups. And so he was like, you, he's like, you need to figure out what, wow. what you're going to oh give up. And <laughs> so I was like, worried. okay, I'm I can give worried. up my, you know, like I can't give up all my critique groups because I still need some, but, and my critique very nice. Um, so yeah, don't overwhelm yourself if you don't. But yeah, that, that's one of the reasons I became an agent was because I was so obsessed and so in love with helping other people edit their stories, obviously getting feedback on mine too. But my favorite part is just reading other people's stories, giving them feedback. And then I started these contests. Sierra O'Neill was like the inspiration for the first one. She was like, we were totally obsessed with Susanna Hill's contests, her blog contests. And so we had like, just done as a critique group we like supported each other with them whatever and we were like you know we did the holiday the, or the halloween z and then we did the holiday and then we did valentine's day and then we did vivian kirkfield's contest and then we were like there's not another one until october and we were like like on crack for these like we're just like we need another one you know um totally an analogy not real crack please know that um never done that would never want to thank you no drugs <laughs> drug free um Drug free is the way to be. We literally have the band still in our car. Thanks, Teach. Um, so they, um, so Sierra was like, "Oh, let's just, you know, let's just do one ourselves, like in our critique group, you know." And it was, she's like, "Let's just do the next holiday." So, uh, and then I was like, "You know, Vivian Kirkfield wasn't published before she started her contest." we're not published we can start a contest let's take it out to the world you know, let's take it to the masses and so that's why we're co-hosts was it was totally her idea but i was like let's take it to the world she was like okay but you got to help me do that <laughs> you know so the and the, my favorite part about it besides obviously building this wonderful community of people supporting each other was connecting people and i was like oh my gosh that's what agents do they edit stuff and then they connect the people that help get them into the world. It's like, this is my thing. This is my job. This is dangerously parallel to a conversation we just had with our critique group. So we'll see where that, we'll see where I that goes. Just, in a couple I was just going <laughs> to say looking that. Looking at the calendar. <laughs> yeah. Trying to figure out, yep, what are we going to do? What kind of a contest make, can we throw? Yeah, An event. Yeah. Bottom, bottom line, making sure that we don't overlap with spring. Love it. Yeah, well, but zombie week was just out of nowhere too. I think, I think Jolene might've been the one that had Jolene Gutierrez, who's also one of my clients. Um, I think she's the one who in our critique group was like, we were talking about Brian, I'm going to say Grelian, please correct me if that's not right, Brian, sorry. We need to all meet in person so we can actually say each other's last name, Gerline. Gerline? We need to meet yeah. in person, Brian. Um, and we were just talking about how cool that his zombie book was the one that, you know, got published first and at auction, no less. And we were having a conversation about that. And I think Jolene was the one that was like, wouldn't that be cool if we had like this time where we all tried to bring our zombie books back and I, I don't even know how it went from there but I'm, I, I think it was her that that came up with the idea and we were just like let's do it you know so and we chose June because most of us are teachers and we were out of school then <laughs> uh yeah we're every year so we're at, we're gonna have a guest judge for spring fling this year which I'm excited who I'm excited to announce at some point soon um, and we're going to do the same dates as last year, April 1st through April 3rd for the submission window. Um, and then, yeah, zombie week will, I've, someone's on vacation at one point, so I forget if it's going to, I don't think it's going to be the same week, but it'll be in June sometime. And then, um, the fall writing frenzy will be in October and we like to do ours at the beginning since Halloween's is at the end. And we like to help promote that since Halloween's is such a big, you know, inspire of it. But that one, I totally was just like. It was uh, SCBWI British Isles had posted a picture as inspiration on Twitter, and I wrote something from it, like, and it 
just like I loved it. Like it wasn't something that was going to become a picture book, but it's something that made me feel good and inspired me. And I was like, you know what? People would love to do this. And so I wanted it to be a photo based um, contest. I literally threw that one together in like a week, I think, because it was just like already October and and I really liked the idea. And I was like, if I'm inspired, other people are going to be inspired. And I was super inspired. We ended up having like 40 something like prizes that first year. People just were like, I'll give a prize, I'll give a prize, I'll give a prize. I was like, okay. So oh now we're gosh. trying to like limit wow. it. So like the prizes like mean more. It's what, you know, my co-hosts keep telling me. I'm just like, I just want to say yes to everybody. So um, they kind of help they kind of help you yeah right everyone gets a prize Um, but yeah we've had a guest judge every year in fall writing frenzy um by complete accident so the first year jolene gutierrez again who's also a wonderful client um she was reading through i think this was before she was a client of mine and she was reading through all of the entries because she wanted to pick so we gave the um the point of fall writing frenzy isn't to rank people from you know one to whatever like it is for spring fling I love that. I love, you know, the ranking and the first person gets to choose their prize. It's so fun. Um, but for fall writing frenzy, I really wanted it to be more of a connection because the writing community is, and the writing uh, and the publishing industry in general is so subjective that to me, it's actually a lot more about connecting people. Who's the right person for this book? And this was right before I was an agent. So it's another like pre like, oh, this is what I should be doing for a living. Um, and so Jolene was reading through all of them because I told the people, the judges, like, hey, if you want to pick your, I mean, the, not judges, the, um, my brain is blanking, the people that donate, the donors, there we go, um, that they, the donuts, <laughs> that would be Sierra's favorite, donuts is her total thing, I will have a book about donuts at some point, she does, so anyways, we, she, the donors, I was like, oh, you could pick your person if you want, if you wanted to read the entries, we didn't know how many entries we would have, you know, um, and so Jolene was one of the donors who was like actually reading through all of them and commenting on everything, and so I was like trying, this was my first year doing it, I had only done one other contest before then, I wasn't an agent yet, I had like no confidence in my ability to narrow down all these wonderful stories to, you know, the number of prizes. And so I would just like message Jolene and be like, what did you think about this one? Okay. Okay. So, I, that, so that one should be in the top. Okay. Okay. But this one, are you, sh- oh, okay. Good. You know, and it's like, I like just kind of, it just kind of naturally happened where like she ended up helping us decide, you know, who should be in, you know, in the prizes, the finalists and whatnot. And, um, so then the next year I asked um, one of my critique partners, Donna Barbara who is now like multiple award winning, beautiful person oh, um, to be the guest judge because um, Jolene didn't have time. And so we we're just like, okay, we're going to have a different guest judge. And so she was a wonderful guest judge, gave us great insights. Um, and then I told Sierra, I was like, let's do that for spring fling. Like it's so awesome to get someone else's perspective. So um, she was like, oh, yes, we're totally in. So um, it's just it's just nice to have, you know, kind of like a tiebreaker when you've got two people co-hosts. You know, it's nice to have a third person. So we had Amira Holiday for um, the Fall Writing Frenzy the, uh, the last time. So I guess we're on year four of these things. So and Amira is one of my she's like my best agent friend. <laughs> like we just like my my best agent friend outside of my agency I should say um we just totally clicked on like shows that we watch and books that we like and so she's just like and she's in California too she's down south so she's you know hours and hours away from me but we just have that connection so it's just one of those things where I was like I think you might want to do this because then we could spend more time together you know and <laughs> phenomenal so it's just been it's about finding reasons to hang out with cool people right? exactly so and hopefully we'll be in person more soon and there'll be more of those you know find reasons to actually hang out with more people i'm hyped for the contest to come this year Yay, me too yeah we're hoping actually we could um we'll try to coincide the podcast with the contest coming up so we can sort of help to promo cool so we can, you know, you don't, uh, not that you need our help, no, I, but no, telling the story right, is no, always you, fun. You don't, but, but we need the help. So we're going to yes. sort of attach, attach our podcast to your contest. No, I love it. So that we can all. No, I think, and, and like, and that's what's in, what I, what I think is really interesting too, is, 
you know, as a blogger, when I first started blogging, I'm like thinking like, oh my gosh, like interviewing this person is, is totally just helping me, but it's not, it's helping the author as well. Like no matter what level you are, whether you're just starting out or you've been doing it for decades, like you still need to get, get the word out there, you know, and, and yes, you have these, these streams where you usually do it, but what's going to hurt having another stream, you know, tell your story, refine your voice. Exactly. Right. And stuff gets so buried on Twitter too, which is more, most of us are, you know, and it's like, good luck finding stuff. There was some like rad thread from Adam Rex the other day. I'm like, how did I miss this? How is, how is Adam Rex like not like coming up on my feed? So I had to go in and make sure I'm like, okay, notifications on, like, how am I, you know, how am I missing this stuff? I know. So, yeah. So it's so overwhelming. It's so necessary and so helpful most of the time. I know that some people have, you know, like some you know, bad things that happen on there too, but it is, it's a, it's a nice place to meet each other and help each other. And as long as we keep it positive, totally. you know, we're good. Thanks. Thanks to the kid lit prime person for making it such a yes. good community. Wherever they are. Oh my gosh. Well, Caitlin, thank you so, so much for coming on. This was awesome. I had a great time talking to you. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. I, I love how it's like, you guys like feed off each other so well. It's like, it's almost like you guys had like a list of like things you're gonna talk about and then you like found a way to, you know, fit them in. But I don't even think that happened. You're just like, let's have a conversation with me and then, okay, let's do it. And like you guys, but it's like, you never like talk over each other. Or, like, you know, it's, you guys have a really great, you know, Zen thing going on. I don't know if that's my word. No, no notes, no notes, just vibes. Just vibes. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that your guys' name? No notes, just vibes? <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Oh, yeah, right. It's also your next picture book that you're writing. Good. Okay. You may contribute a verse. Thanks for listening this week. Find out more about us and our guests and the artists behind their cover and theme music at our websites, verse.show, renegenerate.com, and joshmonkwords.com. See you next verse. Bye.